Like, if you take him to Brooklyn, he's going to be like, the fuck is this? I know. He'd be so mad. He <laughs> he'd be like, a walk-up? Like Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I, if I had a dog on a fifth-floor walk-up, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. I would do. I don't know. I mean, maybe kind of uh, do some kind of pulley system. Kind of you must lower to. the dog down and yeah, bring him back up when he's ready. <laughs> like, can you train him to take himself out? Yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah. He can. yeah just put in a little doggy door. He knows how to do locks. Oh, doggy yeah. door. <laughs> I put in a doggy door on your apartment unit, and then have them put one in on the building. Yeah, super secure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see any problems There's with no that. Problem. Well, this is disastrous. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And this is the show where we talk about disasters and we make each other laugh. And uh, yeah, we can see what kind of shit show dumpster fires they're out Hell there yeah. to explore. Absolutely. It's great. Um, sometimes. <laughs> we're, it's like, it's like, it's bad. The it's stuff bad. we talk yeah, about no, is most of the time bad. Yeah, but it's objectively bad. We like, you know, we like chatting with each other. It, it's a good time somehow. Absolutely. We have a great time doing it. Um, the They are disasters, though. And today our theme is, remind me. Uh, like theater, theater. Theater, great. Yeah. Theater disasters. Yeah, I have a, a good one then. In that case, yeah. since we are doing disasters. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, oh man, this is one of the most expensive disasters I think oh I've ever God. ever read about. Ugh. But um, as anybody can probably guess, I'm like, what's a big theater disaster that you can just <laughs> name off the top of your head? And I think a lot of people would say, Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is the story I will be doing today. I'm so excited to hear more about this because, like, obviously I know kind of the surface level shit. Everyone's always like, people died or whatever. It might, like, people, everyone got injured, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I saw it. You did? I did. I didn't know you saw it. Oh, my God. Was I it? I saw it. What um, was it like? Tell me everything. I don't remember much. So a lot of the flying stuff was really geared toward the balcony and we were in the orchestra seats. So like yep. you were like, oh cool. But like apparently if you're in the balcony, like the green goblins like up in your face and all this shit. And like yeah. when you're lower down you're not getting that same experience. So that was kind of poopy. I um, actually did think about that because when they're talking yeah. about like people because they have like these harnesses and these rigs and they're flying up over the crowd, I'm like, what if you're in the first yeah. like 10 rows even you see some guy like soar overhead and then what you gotta like back bend kind of mm-hmm. over and back to see what's and going there would on be, like stuff happening up there too i think they had like diet they had like scenes up there and i was mm-hmm. just like well, i guess i'll look at this empty stage for the next few minutes <laughs> and then it was also Brilliant. like it was also like half the spider-man story you recognize from sam raimi Uh, Like the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, but then like also like there was some other shit going on with, I believe, a giant spider lady, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Nope, you are absolutely right. Arachne is her name. Mm -hmm. Digging into my my memory banks. 
I will say, though, (laughs) who was the guy? Um, Reeve, is it Reeve Carney? Is that his name? Reeve Carney, yep. Mm -hmm. So he ended up being in Hadestown, and then... Did you know was he in Hades Town? He was he was the guy. He's Orpheus. <gasps> that's him? Yeah. So like first of all, thank God he still had a career. He's still but Thank I, God he didn't get like maimed or killed oh during this production. God. But Oh my yeah. god, I love Hades Town. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Oh my god, it's incredible. Oh my god. Okay. Stunning. So yes, he made it out alive. <laughs> but there was some, yes, you were right about all of those things, by the way. And I'm so glad that you got to see it because yeah. a lot of people went to see it just to see what a disaster. Like what the fuck was up. What the fuck was up because like all these bad reviews, like a mess. And so I would have gone to see it too. I would have paid fucking full price to see. <laughs> there was one good song. Okay. And it's like the song they used in all the promos and everything. But other okay. than that, it was, like, forgettable. Do you know who wrote those songs? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay, well, I'll tell it just for, for people to know. So I'll start off by saying, like, this is the most expensive Broadway production of all time. That's Blowing every single show out of the water expense-wise. Oh so... Just to put it in perspective, this show came with a price tag of $79 million. Oh, my God. Which the second most expensive show was Shrek on Broadway with a price tag of (gasps) $27.6. And Hamilton, full tag, $12.5 million. So, like, That's second and third? That's second and third. So, almost double, over double... Holy fuck. Of what, like, the second place most expensive show was. So absolutely bonkers as the money was spent. Six cast injuries and multiple delays because of just what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. So it starts off. (laughs) The (laughs) A-team. I know, I'm so excited. So... This A-team of, like, creative production. Lead producer Tony Adams of Victor Victoria fame. Okay. In 2005, finally, like, he's finalized this team and has bought the rights to Spider-Man. He gets highly regarded Julie Taymor. Wait, like, all the rights to Spider-Man? Just the, like, a Broadway. Like the one story. Okay, Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how rights work, so. Me neither. I was just like, great, I'll take that. I was like, bought the rights, got it. So he gets highly regarded Julie Taymor of Lion King on Broadway, which made like billions of dollars. That name just sounds so familiar. And And it should, because she's a big heavy hitter in Broadway. Sure. Everyone's like, oh, Julie Taymor, Julie Taymor. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like she is revered and well-known throughout, throughout Broadway. So he's got Julie Taymor. He's got you too, specifically Bono and the Edge to so do the music. Insane. So insane. What is right? Bono doing? I'll tell you what Bono is doing. So Andrew Lloyd Webber said something to Bono like at a party and was like, oh, thank God the musicians have left me alone because I've had the theater to myself for 25 years and was like, keep rock and roll out of the theaters, essentially. 
So Bono was like, oh, okay, Andrew. <laughs> and like super petty was like, God I am going to do this show. I am God. like. So Andrew Lloyd Webber is not only responsible for cats and for me <laughs> having to do Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in middle school, but he's also responsible for Spooderman. God yeah. damn it. I know, I know. It's so bad. Like, you should write him a letter. Is he alive? Yeah. Um, he seems to still be alive. Yes. Cool. We're going to write him a letter. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the opposite of what we're doing with Mark Cuban. We'll just like <laughs> stalk him, but like heckle him. I know. <laughs> oh my God. No, you ruined my life, that. Andrew. <laughs> no, we don't got time. We've got jobs. And a podcast. Where do we find Andrew Lloyd Webber even? <laughs> At a Barnes and Noble or something. <laughs> the cafe. Uh, do you think, sorry, I know your story is long and I should not be side No, would no you, I love it. Would you recognize Andrew Lloyd Webber if you saw him? That's an excellent question. Because I just saw a picture of him, I was like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. But generally, no. Yeah. No. He would be standing would right behind me at Starbucks and I'd be, I would have no idea. But because I'm like, oh, he does have like, he's got that like, you know, like a quirky face. I don't yeah. he, know what that means. He but. looks like he's had some work done. And I think that might be why I'd be like, is this, is this a guy <laughs> I should know? Uh, I did introduce myself to Ira Glass one time, like not knowing. Well, that's like... Um, Hank Azaria came to my restaurant. Oh, yeah? And I was like, Hank Azaria? And then it's like <laughs> you look it up and you're like, oh, I've heard his voice my entire life. My but, whole life, yeah. Yeah, I only knew him from the credit card also. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but he walks the way he sounds, Oh, if that makes sense. I, it, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair I want to say yes, but I'm like, he, he walks in like kind of like a plinky plunky. Yeah, like he's a little slouchy. Okay, I like that. But he's like moving quick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hank. All right, so they get Julie Taymor. They get you too. Glenn Berger is also another writer. He doesn't get really dragged through this too much, uh, but like it's, 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 he's not completely blameless here Mm. so they assemble at edge's apartment Mm -hmm. and they're all about to sign their contracts they read them over they realize nobody has a pen so the edge (laughs) gets up (laughs) what a a small thing to start this off (laughs) i know right just like the most minor detail but it gets worse so he gets up to get a pen blood instead uh really close he comes back into the room with a pen, and Tony Adams is on the floor, unresponsive, their lead <gasps> producer. Oh, shit. He's rushed to the hospital and pronounced DOA from a stroke. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So, like, during the contract signing, lead producer drops dead. Holy fuck. Yeah. So, if that's not just a bad omen from the start, yeah. So oh my God. nothing has even started yet. The contracts did not get signed, and they're already down a producer. So Was Julie Taymor like, um, 
I'd actually like to exclude myself from this season now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She was like, okay, buckle in, boys. Here we fucking go. Like, <laughs> she was like, it's she time was, to make art. It, yes, exactly. She's like, oh it, and her like artistic vision is one of the things that like people say ruined <gasps> this whole production. So the reins were kind of given over to like a protege of Tony Adams and uh, his name is David Garfinkel, which I just love saying the word Garfinkel. It feels so good. Yeah. Um, do you think the kids growing up just called him like Garfinkel? Uh, absolutely. Finky. <laughs> I bet like, like his teachers were like Garfinkel. Garfinkel. He's <laughs> Write down, I will not be a smart ass on the chalkboard. <laughs> Garfinkel. Two thousand times. Get over here, Garfinkel. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this guy, he doesn't have any like Broadway experience except for he was a entertainment lawyer. But okay. he's not a dum-dum. He knows. He's like, I don't really have any experience in this. My like mentor is dead. And how about Julie Taymor? How about you take over? And oh, she's like, my God. Oh. I will take over. <laughs> and she's a spare no expense kind of gal. <laughs> Perfect. So as we talked about, like, she's got this vision for, like, actors flying. Like, there's rigs. There's, like, uh, the technology that they use for, like, NFL games where, like, the camera is on those wires. Like, zip line over the almost. field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have to essentially, like, retrofit this old theater, the Foxwoods Theater on Broadway to accommodate this stuff and it's permit hell and it's wildly expensive and so in order to like not damage the theater and and make all these things work they're blowing through money and by 2009 like workers were walking out because their paychecks bounced so and the more delayed production gets the further in debt they go yeah. So 2009, the show is straight up out of money. Actually, they're like a, like millions of dollars short. So oh my using, gosh. When did it, wait, know. when did it open though? So it actually opened in November of 2010. So they still so got a year like, left. They still have a year left, exactly. And it keeps going back. And then at this time, like the theater was costing like a million dollars a week to just wow. use, like, which I had everything. no idea. That's pretty like bonkers. Well, because you know, like rent in a restaurant yeah. is like, a you know, you're like, well, what, or... yeah, you're like, what is it in Manhattan? It's like twenty thousand dollars a month or something. I don't even know. I'm just making up numbers, but it's very expensive for them. And investors are starting to back out because the recession, of like the, the Great Recession, oh, right? Fuck. All oh, of this is like fuck. a perfect storm for this show they're about to open in the middle of this recession where like people are losing their jobs it's hitting broadway really hard uh but 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 here's the good news Mm -hmm. disney buys marvel for about four billion dollars okay and does some of that no oh yeah because at that point spider-man was a sony property well, so, well, they were all excited that Disney had bought Marvel because they're like, can we get some of that for Billy? And <laughs> Disney was like, nah, homie, I ain't got it. 
They were like, ask your mom. <laughs> they patted their pockets and were like, oh, shit, I left my wallet on the dresser. <laughs> Can I uh, you pick this one up. <laughs> like checks on you, and so they didn't get any money from Disney, even though they were super excited Shit. about this. So desperate, Garfinkel puts in his own money. He gets uh, money from other investors, and then he's fired. Oh my! Are you kidding? I know, Finky. Wait, why? Why was Finkel? Why? Fired? Everyone saw him as kind of like this novice who didn't know what he was doing so the investors are are going crazy they're like he doesn't know what he's doing like he shouldn't be in charge da 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 like this show is a mess and we still need to recoup our investments and so bono is upset which i'm like bono it's it's, keep your opinions to yourself What did you? Okay, so this is actually a really fun fact that I like forgotten to write in here. So, so Bono and the Edge had like have no they're rock and roll guys, right? Yeah. No experience on Broadway whatsoever. They were given given a four CD educational uh, like composition Shut on. Up. I kid you not. So fucking funny. So they had this four CD like compilation of like the the biggest like sixty songs of the last 60 years in Broadway and they they described them as like hokey and dumpy and and they called them pants (laughs) they're like it's all pants pants it's all all pants pants." I was like first of all I'm in love with the idea of calling something undesirable pants I think I would like to start doing that now I think we need to bring that into the zeitgeist absolutely <laughs> uh, it's pants have you been to that new restaurant <laughs> oh their pants. risotto is pants oh that new movie i saw last night pants pants oh my god evan rachel wood pants <laughs> sorry i'm obsessed with them getting like the great american songbook basically <laughs> they did and they were just like this shit's a bummer we're not gonna write anything god. like this so it was and so the show was actually described as a like rock and roll drama circus and uh, and people were like that's kind of what it was yeah i don't like again like even that one song that like i can remember it's the one that's like and just say rise above you know um mm. that one yeah yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even into that it's like pretty standard musical theater in my opinion yeah like but without kind of the like storytelling elements that a lot of great musical theater songs have. It's just right. a, a song that they've kind of, it feels like they toned down the rock and roll, but they didn't match it with like the storytelling that they needed. Absolutely. And I think that's one of my favorite things about Broadway is you can get like an entire chunk of the story from one song and yeah. you're like, okay, I get it. Like this is beautiful and amazing and i am following the story is like it's still moving along which yeah. i love but, but i don't think that happened here no it's like no character development no story development it's like the song felt a little to be yeah. fair did i see this like 10 years ago yes, yes. am i still gonna like oh, make these my opinions and give them with like complete conviction absolutely yes. and i'm correct Yes, and you deserve to do so. And listen, you're not wrong about any of this stuff. It has been confirmed. 
by the many articles that I read. Well, so <laughs> your boy Finky gets fired. Big name actors are signing on and then signing off like it's old timey AOL. And <laughs> they push back again. Well, so this is where we get to November 2010. The first preview. And it was described by a journalist as an absolute shit show. Oh, like, I think they stole that from us. <laughs> so the show started 25 minutes late. Entire pieces of scenery were missing. Shut up. And the harness holding Arachne, who for some reason, I mean, I know what the reason is. It's because Julie Taymor wanted to turn this into like a Greek mythology show. And it was still supposed to be Spider-Man. And those two things, just she tried to shove them together. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. I'm trying to think of... Arachne was like the biggest like huh part for me when I Mm -hmm. saw it. I was like, this is boring and kind of. She's like talking to Spider Man, right, and like giving Mm -hmm. him like life advice and shit. And it's like this seems useless. Yeah, she transitions from like the main villain into like kind of an angel almost over the course of them like writing and then rewriting this whole show. But Arachne is just like a it's. It's very strange. It's just like she tried to shove two different plays together and everyone was super confused and annoyed and bored. So, And also for the harness to not work, I think that character is suspended the entire musical. Right. And so like a bunch of harnesses malfunctioned, especially like in the early days of the production. So during the first premiere, she's hanging above the ground for like eight minutes just hanging there like not supposed to be there not supposed to be there not oh at god. all and what? she's just like embarrassed just oh hanging god. there like uh, and you can't do anything when you're like harnessed and like you can't do anything what do you do it's like spider-man and mj are like having like a big love confession and they're like smooching and you're just like get it yeah well, like you're just in the scene you're not supposed to be because your harness isn't working like you're like yeah mj get it girl (laughs) (laughs) just throwing in commentary from the side well so in act two it just gets worse because spider-man has a malfunction with his thing and a halt is called out like oh a big huge like stop and the audience then watched the crew come out on stage and try to catch the then like swinging dangling directionless spider-man actor he's swinging all over the place they're trying to catch him by his foot (laughs) and the audience is laughing they're like what the fuck are we watching my god every time the crew got close to like catching his foot the audience would be like ooh like they were watching the tennis (laughs) (laughs) have you ever done one of those like I think they call it like the giant swing or like like flying squirrel or whatever it is where people like lift you up in this giant harness and then like release you yeah it fucking reminds me of that like, oh, yeah. every time you pass by, they have to, like, slap your leg to, like, slow you down a little. <laughs> yep, yep, oh, exactly. But they, like, weren't mess. able to reach him. And Natalie Mendoza 
was the actress who was playing Arachne, was backstage, I think, during this whole fiasco, and a falling piece of equipment hit her in the head and concussed her. And these are just like, I, I don't know how these people got insurance for this at all, which they will end up losing that insurance, which makes sense. <laughs> they shouldn't be insured for yeah. any of this. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I thought you meant you know, the actors. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. They, they need their insurance. Sorry. The production yeah. uh, lost their insurance eventually. Like, the insurance company was like, we cannot cover this. It is insane. Like, you keep driving drunk. We're not going to let you drive more. Exactly, exactly. Well, there's a journalist, Michael Rydell, and he spent 10 years writing about this show. He's like, this show, like, it made my career. I spent, yeah, and his connections, he's got all the hot goss. So one of his sources called him saying, quote, I hesitate to tell you this because I know what you're going to do with it. They flew one of those actors around today and he landed, I heard a crunch. (gasps) I think he got hurt. And that was, the actor was Kevin Aubin. Uh, He broke both wrists, (gasps) couldn't feed, bathe, or use the bathroom without an aid for nearly a year. My God. Like, and so this journalist started calling it Spider-Man Call 911. It's just, like, financially horrible dumpster fire. Just danger alone. People, and, like, they had a revolving door of auditions. This one kid that I heard, um, like, I listened to the podcast he was on. He auditioned for them ten times. (gasps) Didn't get cast, and he was like, honestly, thank fucking God. Cause... Yeah. So, yeah. Also, like, you're already a struggling actor. Not only have you lost your job because you broke your bones, you can't work now for a year. Nope. Like, what are you supposed to fucking do? Yeah. What do you do except for, like, hopefully you're, like, you have insurance. Hopefully, like, it'd be, like there are lawsuits and settlements and all this shit. And there was... One moment, I won't tell you all of the um, the injuries because they're all, like, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but OSHA fined the production $12,000 for this one kid. And then um, but one preview, Spider-Man got stuck hanging seven feet above the crowd. And the crew member came out and started, like, poking at him with a big stick. Like a pinata? <laughs> like a pinata. <laughs> I was like, man, I would have gone to see this every day. (laughs) (laughs) Not to see people like break their wrists and and all that shit, but to like to see how the crew manages. (laughs) Oh my God. You know that that stage manager was like on their last legs. Like, oh my God. They just go home and cry every day. (laughs) Honey, how was work? I don't want to talk about it. I can't talk about it. So. 140 previews. Is that a lot? And that's a lot. Okay. That's a lot, a lot. And that's when they finally realized that, like, the story wasn't good. Yeah. (laughs) After 140 previews. And the press was having to buy their own tickets because they wouldn't send them (laughs) tickets. And the press, I mean, like, they hate that. So, like, made me spend 
$500 on a ticket to see this. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. I will tell you. Oh, my God. But they knew, like, they were like, we're not going to invite you to take a shit in our house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, they knew full well what they were doing, but the press was in there anyway because they're like, okay, if you don't invite us, we're going to crash your party. So after all of this, after nine years, five delays, a death of a producer, so many previews and like pushbacks, the reviews came out boring, Mm -hmm. bloated monster, shrill, insipid mess. Oh my God. But despite this, they consistently sold out the 1,928 seat theater. Wow. Yeah. So it was hanging in there. Because people, like, one, I think it was probably a mega tourist trap. Like, you know, you see Spider-Man, and it's like, it's it was giant. And then two, like, people probably wanted to go to, like, see the disaster. Exactly. But after all of this, ticket sales drop, and then they can't get injury insurance anymore. And everyone had already seen it for what it was, for what we have determined yeah. it is a sloppy burger yeah. and that's what they saw and everyone's like okay we got it so what went wrong exactly well as we discussed <laughs> the show got tamored hard oh my God. <laughs> they so it's like this greek mythology thing with arachne who is this big spider lady and they scrapped peter parker's or, or spider-man's origin story Completely scrapped it. They did something different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which Do you remember is, what it was? I don't. But it's like... That's okay. It's it's so interesting. Because I'm a, I'm a big Greek mythology girl. You know, I yeah. love... Like, I was raised on Percy Jackson. I oh, love yeah. that shit. But I'm also love it. like... <laughs> when people try and, like, shoehorn it into things, it's so blatant. You know? It's so, like... Oh, of course, that's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I remember correctly, like the story of Arachne was that like when she was human, um, the gods saw her do like really impressive artwork. She was basically like a better weaver and she and Athena did like a weaving contest and Arachne won and -hmm. Athena was pissed. And so she turned Arachne into the first spider. Right. Yes. And so it was essentially this kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, essentially this storyline of like, well, I am not going to apologize for being an artist yeah, kind of thing. And everyone's like. <laughs> and so Julie Taymor. It's like, so. Julie Taymor. So funny. She was like, uh-huh. that's me. I that's me, girl. Yeah. And she's like, Spider-Man will be my big moment. I'm going to tell everybody that I'm not sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. Girl. Girl. That's you need some therapy. (laughs) So like just make like a short film, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, you don't have to apologize for being, you know, a talented artist, but you know, don't spend eighty million dollars doing it. Holy fuck is that funny. Oh that's yeah. So uh, they scrap his origin story. He starts off the the production, Peter Parker, by doing like a school report on Arachne. And then 
she comes and gives him a costume and then they skip over the whole like with great power comes great responsibility stuff sure and they're just like okay well uh you're spider-man now go fly off into whatever (laughs) so they just like they just whitewashed like the story that we all know and love yeah so in the end uh they they lost a lot of money cost a, a lot to investors and a lot of broken bones for cast members and the only person who died was the lead producer from an unrelated stroke well maybe related <laughs> he was having like premonitions yeah like a stress. pre oh pre-trauma stroke so i think i i remember hearing something about how like even if they sold out the house every night mm-hmm. it would take like 20 years or something to have made back the money yeah, yeah. And the only reason I didn't put that in was because, like, I heard so many different numbers. Sure. It was like, you have to sell out every night for five years, seven years, ten years, whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, they would have had to, to recoup, to turn a profit, they would have had to sell out for a long time. But Jeez. it's not wicked. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that uh. is the... Um, sloppy mess that yeah. was spider-man turn off the dark jeez i know did you see the last spider-man movie uh i did oh I my god did. So i good. love i love the tom holland iteration oh. i really really do i think he's oh. like so young and like precious i love tom holland so much every time i see his cute mm-hmm. little face i'm just like he's like i just want to like squish his little cheeks together and and i'm like but he's still like i know he's gonna i was gonna say i know he's gonna grow up and be like super hot (laughs) but i'm like oh look at and he's just got like this like these big eyes like literally like a baby i'm describing a baby it's like it's this is more normal for you. I think he's like close to my age. I know. I was like, I so think I'm he like, is your age. A squishy little baby, and it's like <laughs> this is a peer, like not a peer. But like. Well, and I'm like, I want him to like, you know, holler at me when he's got like a little bit of gray hair. <laughs> I'm like, oh, when God. you're in your mid forties, come talk to me. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Um. Cool. So that was my story. Yes. Do you have one to tell me? I do. <laughs> you maybe should have gone second because mine's like pretty sad. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, listen. <laughs> oh, well. It is. Um, it's an older one. So this is fun because you did a little a little a moderny and I'm doing an older one. So Perfect. I looked at the Knickerbocker Theater. Oh, do you okay. know? Do you know of the Knickerbocker Theater? I don't think so, but no, I'm assuming that it's somewhere in New York. Yes, no, it's actually in D.C. Oh, no kidding. Okay, yeah. So Great. it's in Washington D.C. and it opened in about 1917. And like five years after the theater opened, we get to the tragedy of the Knickerbocker Theater. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. Uh, that January, there was a major storm, like January 27th into the 28th. There was a blizzard that buried the whole city in almost two and a half feet of snow. Wow. Which kind of doesn't feel like a lot to me. 
No, two and a half feet is, I mean, being from Wisconsin, I, oh, I'm, I'm sure like, it's nothing to that you. is, that is nothing. I took my driver's test in like six feet of snow. It's like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but so. I, I do think a lot of the time, like cities like DC don't necessarily like have the infrastructure to manage that. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. Um, I think you and I talked about this on a previous episode where, like, they had a snowstorm there and they didn't have anywhere to put the snow. Yeah. So they were like, let's dump it in the Potomac. Yes. You can't yes, do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so um, two and a half feet of snow, the Knickerbocker Theater has a flat roof, which, mm-hmm. as we know, is not the best for snow. No. So... On January 28th, which was a Saturday, uh, people came out of their homes, out of the storm, um, and it had finally stopped snowing enough that they thought, you know what, let's brave it. Let's go to see a movie. Uh, What was playing was Get Rich Quick, Wallingford. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. Which was a silent comedy. Um. <laughs> a silent comedy. Which, oh, oh my god, I want to watch it. I know. Unfortunately, it's been lost to time. I think. But... Oh, okay. Did you try to look uh, it up? I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have absolutely been like, "Yo, let's yes. watch this." <laughs> the Knickerbocker has a seating capacity of seventeen hundred. It had a movie screen and a stage, and then they also would have a live orchestra that would play with mm-hmm. the film, which is so cool, sick. Yeah. Um, the we should 9 do that PM now. Show. I know, right? This would be awesome. Uh, I think we're just describing Broadway, though. I, Whatever. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to hear people singing. I just want to hear some pretty strings. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll make this happen for you, for your birthday. <laughs> so We'll put a Tom Holland movie on, and we'll have a live art orchestra play the score. It'll be great. It'll be the Tom Holland Spider-Man, but then it'll also be them playing the music from Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. But no and the movie will be on mute. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. So it's the 9 p.m. showing, and just after intermission, uh, the audience members started to hear a loud hissing noise. Mo Gold. Oh no. Yeah. Mo Gold is a 20-year-old at the time, and he was a law student who was sitting in the second row, and he said he heard a sinister sort of whistling noise above my head. Oh, my God. He says, I saw the roof of the theater open, and the whole <gasps> world seemed to fall on me. <gasps> oh, my God. So basically what happened was the roof, which was a flat top, so none of the snow mm. could fall off, couldn't handle the weight, and it just caved in. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, and it fell right on top of Mo. Uh, it fell right on top of everyone. Oh it fell god. right on top of the audience. Um, it ended up injuring a hundred and thirty-three people. Oh my god! And killing ninety-eight. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh my god! That's I think one of the highest casualty. We have discussed so far. I think it might be. I mean, it's... That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of people. How big was this theater? Well, they had a capacity of 1,700. There weren't that many there. I think there was something like uh, over 200 there at the time. So it's kind of like 
everyone who was in the theater, like, was either injured or killed, which is, like, fucking yeah. horrifying. Um, so it wasn't just, like, one isolated part of the roof. It was, like, the whole thing just dropped? I'm pretty sure the entire roof fell down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that would make sense. Well, I mean, well, if there's, like, split, an even amount of weight. It split down the middle, and then okay. it kept going. Um, oh, shit. People reported that... Uh, at first, like there was like a cloudy, a cloud of dust that started leaking, but it went unnoticed. And they made a note that the orchestra kept playing. And I was like, oh, it's like the fucking Titanic. Titanic. So yeah. Titanic. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And then someone says, in a split second, the entire roof came down in one piece. It was the worst case scenario. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scary. Um, By midnight, 200 police officers were on the scene. uh, Police officers, soldiers, firefighters were on the scene as, like, volunteers to help out. And then by 6.30, 600 people were there. Uh, There were ambulances from uh, the medical centers, and every hospital was full of victims from the theater collapse. Yeah, because, mm. I mean, they're old-timey hospitals, too, so... They're small capacity. Like... Yeah, well, like, it's it's not that people didn't get sick. It was just that uh, nobody went right. to the hospital. <laughs> you just died of the cirrhosis of the liver at home. Your your parent was just like, eat this bread soaked in soup, and it'll yeah, exactly. cure your typhus. Exactly. You got TB? Go for a run. We'll put you in a tent outside. <laughs> Go for a run. That'll cure your TV. <laughs> oh, God. So Walk in up. a circle three times. Uh, listen, so, I mean, I've always been lactose intolerant. You know this? Uh, and I was always sick when I was a kid. And my parents were like, you're fine. Walk it off. Go outside. <laughs> like, yeah, drink this glass of milk. It'll, it'll yeah. get you right better. Exactly. And I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go shit in the neighbor's lawn. I'll see you later. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a dog. <laughs> parents get a call. They're like, please come collect your child. Your daughter's shitting in our yard oh, again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, well, such is oh. life. <laughs> like, I have a therapist now, so it's all good. <laughs> you have a therapist and lactate, so you're okay. Yeah, so I'm all set. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so the hospitals were full and then also a lot of the local storefronts and, uh, houses were like converted into first aid stations. Um, the residents were providing hot coffee and food for rescuers and they had blankets and wraps for the injured. Um, and there were thousands of people looking on, which I, I mean, like for hours probably. Yeah, it's like just standing out in the snow, just watching this catastrophe. uh, There is one. There is a man, Reverend John Flourish, and he gave final rites to the victims. And he said he was walking knee deep into the snow and rubble from which sounded the groans and shrieks of the dying. (gasps) Yeah. God. Mm -hmm. Can you 
I mean, I can't even imagine being like buried under rubble and like slowly dying and in pain, but you're also like really cold. You're cold. It's like, there's also like a guy, there's one story who he was like, uh, underneath this little protected tent almost like the way the roof crumbled, it must've kept him from getting hit. So he was uh-huh. there, but apparently he had a heart attack <gasps> from what? just like from the fear of it, probably. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's I, so upsetting. Right? <laughs> you like survive like a fine. massive disaster. Yeah. And then you have a heart attack while you're still there. Be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of people are dead, but I'm fine. And then you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Shortness like, of breath. So, can someone help me? No, I'm stuck under rubble still. No. Ugh. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. no. That's just, that's insulting. This is like a little bit of like <laughs> a, a brief moment of levity in this horrible, horrible story. Um, Major George S. Patton, who led the rescue effort, he was called at midnight to come help like uh, organized survivors and volunteers. And apparently he was called out of bed while recovering from an allergic reaction to seafood. (laughs) He's like, what is it? I'm so itchy. I know. (laughs) He's like, I have hives. I have Uh, hives. I can't come in. Like, do you really need me? Yeah, we really do. Honestly, this one we do, bud. (laughs) The hives can wait. Yeah, like just sl- splash some cold water on it. Mm-hmm. Put your wool socks on and Ugh. God damn, poor guy. I like. I feel bad for the guy who's <laughs> like a shellfish <laughs> allergy. Oh my gosh! Um, do you think that was the first time he he realized he had allergies? <laughs> or do you think like, he was at dinner just like try fuck lobster. it? <laughs> he was like. He was like, I know this lobster is going to give me the itchy tum-tum, but <laughs> I can't resist those meaty claws. <laughs> it's like, a lobster roll? What is this delicacy? Well, Don't surely mind if it I doesn't do. involve lobster, which we know I'm severely allergic to. <laughs> and his wife is like, are you sure? And he's like, you only live once. <laughs> oh, man. So Yeah. It, it was he got out like, of bed. He got out of bed, he came, and he helped organize the rescue efforts. Um, A lot of the survivors were actually, what had happened to them was the roof came down, and the blast forced them into the lobby. So, like, people who were, like, in the back few rows, I guess, it's like the air from the roof falling, like, hushed them to safety. Holy shit. Right? That had to have been, like, a major blast. Yeah. That's not an explosion, like. Air. I, I think it was like literally just like the air pressure from the roof falling. Absolutely insane. Like mm-hmm. you see, you know, like I would understand if it was like a like a gas explosion or something like the actual like force, but just like the air. I must have been a lot of weight. I mean, it was like just the force of the the roof, I guess, falling. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy shit! It's insane. Um, oh my god. Because of kind of like the kind of place it was, there were a lot of people in their 20s and 30s there. There were actually a lot of like Congress people and like 
government officials. Yeah, DC. I guess they're just like, oh, yeah. right, we're not going to work today, so what let's go I see a movie. Do? They're like, oh, we yeah. have a snow day. Might as well go see a film. Yeah. Well, Might... Honestly, it sounds like an awesome snow day. But... Might as well go see Get Rich Quick Wallingford, you know? <laughs> Wallingford. Oh, so good. <laughs> you said it the first time, and I was like, is that a first name? <laughs> I want to watch Get Rich Quick Wallingford. I'm upset. I know. We should at least do like a reboot or something if we can uh, find the synopsis. Re- yeah, we'll find. We'll find it. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of like stories of some of the victims. Um, I don't want to get too into them because it's kind of very upsetting. But okay. there is. This is a little macabre, a little like macabre. twistedly not even funny but like pretty twisted but Uh there was a woman named agnes mellon who was killed in the in the the crash and her body was identified by her khaki knickerbockers (gasps) oh she wore her knickerbockers to the knickerbocker oh agnes will miss you agnes mellon do you um, think she did that on purpose where she's like, probably. oh, the Knickerbockers call for Knickerbockers. She tea. was there with her boyfriend. So she was probably like, you'll never know what I'm wearing. Teehee. <laughs> and then he was like, that's a funny joke, Agnes. <laughs> He's like, that's why I love you. Oh. You're so funny and cute. Agnes Mellon. Oh. So multiple lawsuits were filed against the Knickerbocker for negligence and unfortunately none of the families received compensation yeah which like that sounds was it uh an unforeseeable act of god as we <laughs> exactly have seen in the past exactly um but it oh. did kind of make people a little bit more aware of building codes because the knickerbocker met all the building codes of the time Right. But it made people realize, like, maybe we should redo these codes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and to be fair, like, I love to see that. Like, how many things have we seen where you're like, maybe someone should look into this. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we, well, like, we don't I, want to pass. I fucking think of even, like, gun violence in America. We're like, mm, gee, sure wish there was something we could do about this. It's like, well... Well, there's well, a, b- a bunch of stuff we could do. There, there are a few things. Yeah, we have a lot of good ideas. And they're like, oh, thoughts and prayers. I, oh, don't. I can't. Uh, I know. I was like, oh, I'm just like making myself thing. angry. Oh, my God. But this did um, luckily or fortunately make people reevaluate things and kind of how they built things. Mm-hmm. Like how the roofs were supported. There was an investigation conducted by Congress in the city. And they indicted the architect, Reginald W. Gear, and four others on criminal manslaughter charges. But then they were never convicted. Oh. Right? I was like, really? Holding yeah. people responsible? Oh, never mind. I know. Like, they got halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, Gear and Harry Crandall... So Gear is the architect, and then Harry Crandall, who was the owner of the Knickerbocker, both mm-hmm. ended up dying by suicide. <gasps> mm-hmm. What? It related to this incident. Oh, my God. And Harry Crandall, who owned the Knickerbocker, left behind a note 
to the newspaper boys, meaning like the journalists and the people who would write about him. And he said, don't be too hard on me, boys, not for my sake, but for those I'm leaving behind me. I'm despondent and miss my theater. Oh, so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, I miss the theater. I think there's also the people. (laughs) Well, and I assumed it was like over Mm -hmm. like the guilt of, you know, effectively not. I mean, your negligence, right? Killed a hundred people. So I was assuming that that was it, but he was just like, I, I miss my theater. Like, really? Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> this kind of reminds me of the um, the son in uh, the Wizard of Lies. Like Rupert Murdoch. is Bernie that? Madoff. Okay. Bernie Rupert Murdoch, Madoff. Bernie Thank Madoff. you. I get it. Yeah, it's like two old white guys. So his son committed suicide after like all these, after the whole scam. Mm-hmm went up in smoke and I think I mean they kind of presented it as like the just the guilt and like betrayal and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. wow two of the architect and the owner both holy shit um so this story kind of is continues to today because just this year was the hundred year anniversary In 1923, however, the Ambassador Theater was opened on the same site, and then that stayed open until, like, the late 1960s, and then it became a bank on part of the private site, and now it's just, like, a privately owned plaza. So this year, a lot of people were like, no one fucking remembers this. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of people have never heard of this. Like, I actually had a really hard time finding... A lot of different sources because like people aren't necessarily like talking about this and like there's not really a memorial yeah. um so this january people kind of did a, a gathering for the an- anniversary yeah wow that's amazing i just oh holy shit i can't even wrap my head around it and a hundred years ago that's not Mm-mm. that long ago that uh, and people just forgot about it that's like that's a massive disaster too a ton of people like this really kind of cosmopolitan part of dc like people kept saying like the theater was something Mm -hmm. that like brought that part of the city into like prominence and into wealth in some ways and it's just like yeah do you know where in the city it was located i should (laughs) Uh, not that it don't actually matters but um yeah wow and that's that's the Knickerbocker Theater. Like that was, my forehead is like all scrunched up into like one little spot. <laughs> See, and that's like, I'm just like, that's the research what? I was doing last night where I was like, I'm so glad I have my dog with me. <laughs> no uh, kidding. I'm like, oh God. Like, I, I need a I hug. was like, mm, oh God. Oh. Yeah, it's, and that's. I mean, I do think that it's, like, important to remember that. Like, it is really sad. It's, like, a lot of these, the victims, like, their great-grandchildren are starting to be, like, wait, we don't talk about this. And, like, why don't we talk about this? And can we please remember? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, not to get all, like, therapized, but, like, you know, you deal with, like, your generational trauma in, like, certain ways. Like, it is important to talk about this kind of stuff, especially, like, even if they have yeah. never met their, you know, great-grandfather or great-grandmother. Yeah. 
okay, well, great job. Thanks, Thanks. for telling me that. Of course. Thanks and for listening. And that was in the 1920s. 1922, 100 years ago. Man, was that kind of back in the era that they were like, oh, let's do the Charleston scene? <laughs> Absolutely. They were like, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to pay 25 cents and see a silent film, see? <laughs> we all talk like I this. heard they had a, lo- a live orchestra. <laughs> Should I wear my pearls? Oh, my gosh. I got Southern. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I start doing a voice, you really never know where it's going to go. Gonna go. <laughs> it's a complete roll of the dice. <laughs> I know. I've been like keying into my like Scottish one lately. I don't know what's wrong with me. I love that. (laughs) I wish I had a Scottish accent. Oh my God, for the life of me. Oh, I have a a friend that used to play, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but it was from Brave. Oh, if you had the chance to change your fate. Merida. 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 And yeah, she's like, my mom's a bear. Just that over and over again. I know. I'm like, do it again. Do it again. I love it. Oh, man. But this girl, like, she straight up looks like a cartoon character, like, in the most gorgeous Uh, way. She's got, like, you know, these giant green eyes and just, like, you know how, like, like an animated character's face has, like, this perfect, like, shape that goes down to, like, a tiny chin and then comes. And I'm like, I would just stare at her while she talks. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just... I don't know how y- you came to be. Were you wished a life uh, by like a, a, a wizard or, or something? Yeah. Like um, you look like a doll that's come to life. It's amazing. This might be like so bad to confess, but we were doing interviews at the cafe. We were doing job interviews to find people. And there was one Great. girl who came in who we were talking to. And the minute she left, me and my boss turned to each other and we were like, her face is perfect. And we were both <laughs> so distracted the whole interview because I was like, like I didn't hear a fucking word she said. She's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Just like, what is happening? Yes. It's like you saw like a like a perfectly like crafted cartoon character just like walk out into real life mm-hmm. and what? How do I deal with this now? Don't understand. <laughs> like I can't listen to what you're saying. I'm sorry. Just write it down on this paper. I'll look at it later. And that's true reverse pretty privilege. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. She's like, I have opinions. I'm like, sure you do. I believe it. All right. Get out of here, you. <laughs> okay. So what is the good news, Hannah? Uh, the good news for me, I realize listening back to this, these episodes that like you're always like an actual news story and I'm like I've got Indian food downstairs (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh man I I wish I had Indian food I have to like (laughs) uh but so I'm gonna keep going I like being self-interested my good news I love it (laughs) my personal good news that's just about me is that (laughs) I'm going to uh Rhode Island to the beach for a few days tomorrow and it is like a much needed little vacay and I'm so excited yeah that's so exciting oh my god I love the beach mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you spend the whole summer trying to get there and you're like I just want to get to the beach I just want to be there I just want to burn to a crisp exactly I was like it just where I burn right above like my swimsuit bottoms mm-hmm. 
So I have this like really crispy bacon strip, right? <laughs> right across the my top. like shoulders just get so Ooh. absolutely burned. I'm like, oh, new freckles. <laughs> Ooh, perfect. Oh, I got um, I got the part of Van Helsing. Uh, yay, the vampire. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> very exciting yes i did get that um and yes oh and i did get a a callback for a a home depot voiceover amazing yeah um she's out here doing it (laughs) no you didn't like a big of a dreams come true um so yeah um but yeah life is life is good man it's just Finger guns, <laughs> which I'm not supposed to do. Chilling <laughs> and going to the beach, and also getting cast in things. Yeah, grinding. So yeah, it's. Oh, did you win the Mega Millions? I just wanted to ask you. No, I didn't. Did you? These are not the winning numbers. Ugh. One of my friends was like, "Playing the lottery is a tax on stupid people," and I was like, uh, "Hey." I just got my numbers. I'm like, it's fun, okay? It's like I don't Relax. do this a lot. I do it when you <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not an addict. I've bought one lottery ticket for myself in my life, and it was this one. Exactly. Like, I will do this once every, like, five years yeah, exactly. when everybody's talking about it. I'm like, I want to play, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I want to like, be, be included. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's why I started watching Game of Thrones. Everybody was talking about it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? What is everybody talking about? There's all these jokes being made that I don't understand. And you're like, I'm going to commit to watching hundreds of hours of television so I can be part of it. And that's exactly what I did. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to quit my job and watch Game of Thrones. And I spent like a month doing that. Listen, I haven't always been super. You haven't uh, always been on the grind. Responsible. (laughs) But who you who missed? I'm back up on it. Who missed the flight to your grandfather's funeral? Not always responsible. No. Me? No. I wouldn't do that. No. I'm I'm working on my percentage as far as flights caught. So. My family tried to get me to stay in Vegas one more day. And I was like, no, I cannot miss this flight. (laughs) It's more important than spending time with you. Yeah, my ratio. (laughs) My ratio. That's what's important. All right. Well, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And if you have, if you have time, I don't know. Uh, like, review, and subscribe, Please and do. follow us on social media. Yeah, we are at Disastrous Pod on Instagram, and uh, we also have an email, which is disastrouspod at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any good news you have, any suggestions for disasters you think we should talk about, um, just to say hi, uh, yeah, and sh- we love share it. with friends. Absolutely. And uh, so we want to hear all of your stuff. We want to talk to you. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Catch you then. Okay. Bye. Bye.